spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Taco Tuesday, baby. I couldn't wait to ask you this question. So you wake up at 2 a.m. Yeah. All right. It's just after 2 p.m. How cold was it when you walked out to the car this morning? Everything was frozen. Everything was frozen. I was in my shorts and a shirt, ready you to were? roll. Yeah. Hopped in my car. So no, heated seats. No jacket, no, no nothing. Jacket. No. Okay. Did you have to scrape the windshield? Yes. You had a scraper? Uh-huh. Yeah, you had one? Really? Yeah. That's the thing. Most people don't have one. No. Well, I mean, I was I mean, they or a credit card. Uh, my my father-in-law was prepared for everything in the world. So outside of a doomsday bunker, we've got everything. Uh-huh. And and before he passed, they were living down the street. Yep. So, so you got all that. So you did have a scraper. Yeah, a scraper. Got yeah. it. Bounced. We had I'm some good. white film on some of the stuff outside when I woke up today. It's crazy. So I didn't know, right? Last night, though, it was freezing at our house when I got home, and it started to sprinkle a little bit, and yeah. my little thing showed sprinkles, and then it showed a bit of snow. Really? And now we didn't get any, but I think t- Tucson got a dusting in some areas today. So yesterday was the coldest day in four years. Uh, and as last, far as our high, right? Because we never got above we never 50. Got, right. 49, 50 was it. Yeah. Right. Then we had freeze warnings last night. It's weird, because I don't remember a freeze warning for many, many years. Here's how I, I know there's a freeze warming, warning. I go and I take the towels and I put them around the hoses. That's what, And I haven't done that in years. It hasn't been that cold in years. Yeah. Um, and so, and obviously last summer we had a mild summer. I mean, that was nothing here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's weird. I don't know what we're supposed to put around the hoses when it's really hot, but, uh, you know. <laughs> They'll crack, right? The heat will get it later, but uh, you're supposed to do that so you don't have a, you know. Uh, so the frost gets around uh, the, you you know what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today. I'm glad you so didn't freeze much. on the no, way to get no, in. No, It's weird, though, when you get in the car and it's got the little thing and it says, uh, ice roads may be near. I'm like, yeah. I don't really think so. Icy roads. The roads weren't icy at that moment. No, because there's no, no, there's there's no, no participation, snow, right. so it's just cold. Okay. All right. Here's a question. Uh on Friday, we were talking about how uh, the governor, how the AG, so they're 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 pushing the pause button on executions. Time here's, out. Here's an interesting question: uh, Is Governor Hobbs sh- showing too much compassion to people on death row? So let's think about it for a second. We're not barbarics, you know. We're not barbarians, right? We we put people to death. We do it in a way where you're not suffering. We're not chopping your head off. We're not doing any of that stuff. No. What we're doing is putting a needle in you. Uh-huh. You got a three cocktail drug. It goes in you. You go to sleep. To, there, there's, you're supposed to go to sleep, and then slowly but surely, it slows down and stops your breathing, and then right. your heart. And so it's supposed to, or paralyze. You know, it's it's supposed to be painless as it can get. Right. So we're pushing the pause button because. Governor Hobbs and and our attorney general, they want to look at the protocols. They want to look and make sure everything's okay. Keep in mind, we didn't do it for eight years, and then we resumed it last year. We went three for three. Everything was fine. And now now we're pausing. Um, Attorney General Rachel Mitchell said something very interesting. Listen to this. Arizona's Constitution guarantees victims the right to a speedy trial or disposition and prompt and final conclusion of the case after the conviction and sentence. Yet families of those murdered by those sentenced to death walk a long and painful path. What Rachel Mitchell is saying is let's also think about who they killed and the family of who they killed. Because if you're going to push the pause button on people on death row, their families, their real people out there, 
that are waiting for that guy to get killed. And for some people, it is that's the closure they need, and they spend years and decades going through fighting. You know, you you know, you killed my my you know your son, your brother, your father, your mother, your husband, whatever it is, and now you still have to deal with the fact that oh okay, uh, you've gone through maybe several other court hearings about when and if they're going to be executed. There's been dates, and those dates have been canceled, and then there's a pause for eight years, and now you're back in a situation where this is canceled again, and the frustration level. Because too often we talk way too much about the prisoner yeah. and the person that's going to be executed, right. and rarely the crimes. Could you tell me the three people last year, what crimes they committed? You know they murdered somebody. How many? Who? No, because we talk so much about what's about to take place. Yeah. For most, this is a journey that is decades long. And that is why I hope the review process outlined in the governor's order will be both expedient and transparent. All right. So, Attorney Chair, uh, uh, uh Rachel Mitchell basically saying, hey, listen, the attorney general has got to figure this out, do the review, get it to Governor Hobbs, and let's let's move on. But I think that she puts a really good spotlight on the fact that, yeah, we don't talk about the victims. We want we know the name of the guy who killed. We know that his date is whatever. And we even give him a last meal, which I don't like. I don't think they deserve a last meal. I never liked that. Oh, that used to be, that comes from a lot of days, like war days, you know, back in the day when you were going to go execute somebody you were fighting against or things like that. Why where, should we pay for you to have uh, a good last meal? I, I just, I don't think you deserve it. I think you're in jail for a reason. You're one of the worst of the worst. You're on death row. You, you killed somebody. I don't give a crap what you eat the night before. I don't care. For all I care, you don't have to eat. Maybe we just, maybe we, maybe we save a couple of bucks. And I know that's not what we do in this country. But I don't think we have to bend over backwards for these people. If we're putting you to death and it doesn't hurt, we should be good to go. And would you rather have a good. last meal and be put together heinously? Or would you rather have no last meal and put together, you know, give me, those are your choices. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you no, know, we don't do it heinously. Like, like no, when you don't. hear, like, what these people do on death row, the first thing that surges in you is just pure hatred. Which is not good. No, you don't want to hate people. It's not. No. And it's but, not good for the victims because that hate is not good for your health. It's not good for his human being. And some people learn to 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 put it behind them. But there's a lot of people who don't. And and partially because these things tend to last forever, it seems, when this person kills somebody. And you just never seem to get closure because you're always having to deal with it again or wait for another hearing. And I think that's the issue that, that I think people forget. Yeah. So uh, the there's an independent review. It's happening uh, of Arizona's death penalty process. We've got the Maricopa County attorney, Rachel Mitchell, I think makes a really good point. What about the victims? What about the, the, the family of the victims? Uh, are we forgetting about them? I think we are. Yeah. I, I think if there were problems uh, with our executions, then halting them. Well, didn't we do that for eight years? Eight years. Okay. We took a long time. And look what at were it. we doing for those eight years? Were we studying anything else? Not was really. there any other studying going on, or did you just we put a pause on it? Push a pause on it. Because with DNA nowadays, with all of the things we have, it is, it's not like it was 30, 40 years ago where, yes, you know what? We executed some people that were innocent. Right. And it was horrible. And one is one too many. Yeah. We're in a different world now with technology, with science. That's not happening anymore. All right. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. The, what the, th- the thing that they're pointing to um, that was, you know, many, many years ago was that execution in like 2014. And it took two hours to carry out. 
And that was basically what resulted in Arizona pushing the pause button. We delayed it uh, for eight years. It was a temporary halting of executions. It shouldn't take two hours. We know that. No. It should not take two hours. And by the time we got to the third one, man, it seemed like we were doing better, right? Like it was just, it was, it was several minutes and it was over. I think you got to think if, if you want to review governor, review it, but let's get moving on this. We've had people waiting around for eight years for that person to go and get put on the gurney. And, you know, it's time to give some relief to the people who are, 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 who are innocent and still living. And th- that's the families. So I hope that we, that we moved very quickly. Because I don't know. What's their ideology? Are they all against it? Uh, is is Mays against it? Is is Hobbs against? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming with them being Democrats, chances of them being pro uh, death penalty is probably very slim. But you know, they're also in a state that is. Uh, you even did your poll yesterday, and and your poll said most people are like, no, let's 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 go, let's go, let's go. It doesn't seem like there's a problem. I don't know where we're halting it. Okay, coming up next, first Trump, then Biden. <laughs> now, guess who's coming forward with classified documents? What a mess. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos and Chad Show. Afternoons. Hey, we've got a podcast called the Gatos and Chad Show Podcast. Never miss any of the exciting action. And it's very exciting. We have sound effects and zoom, zoom, zoom. No, we don't. But uh, never miss any of the great stuff. It's Gatos and Chad Show Podcast. iPhone, Android. Subscribe now. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. Higherprice.com. Hey, Becky Lynn, Babyface. Uh, was he from the 90s? Yeah. Uh, What's he done lately? Nothing that I know anybody. of. He was available. He was, yes, that's true. <laughs> Who's the country guy that's going to say? Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Is he he's any good? Excellent. Yeah, he, is he he's good huge. now? Yes. yes. Or is he? No. Was he good in the nineties? No, he's good right now. And what's his name? Chris Stapleton. Chris, Chris Stapleton. Chris. He's should we get up? Should we get him on the show? Absolutely. Oh wow! If you could, yeah, there'd probably be people standing in the hallway. Well, the wise man is really saying no. We're not going to. He's shaking his head. Why? I'm willing to put a country what? music star in the show. What on earth do you mean, Chris Stapleton? I don't know who he is. Really? He's awesome. No. Yeah, he's, he's, he's here. Give me some Chris Stapleton music. Let me see, let me see if I know it. Play Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, it's a good song. You don't like country music? No, you We're don't. At a country station for a long time. You were at a country station? Oh, yeah. KNCI up in beautiful Sacramento. Tennessee what? Tennessee Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. You got any of that? Uh, Throw it up there. Let's hear a little bit of this. I don't know who Chris Stapleton is. seems to be. So what is he singing at the uh, Super Bowl? He's going to be doing the national anthem. He's doing the national anthem. Mm -hmm. All right. And then uh, Rihanna is doing the halftime. Now, that's awesome. Uh, This is Chris Stapleton. This is Chris Stapleton. Little out of James. Yeah, it's got a little feel to it. A little bit. It does. Even I know what that means. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Used to spend my nights out. I thought he was like Kenny G. He always like, does, you know, no. plays an instrument. Okay. No. Got a big old beard. He's kind of a throwback. Yeah. It's got a little Waylon Jennings kind of, uh, you know, kind of like that 70s, 60s, yeah, 70s yeah. kind of re- renegade outlaw. Really, really good. Yeah. And loved by millions. Really? Including yeah. other musicians. Yes, he's Yeah, every, he's one everybody's of those ones, everybody. Like, like you see, like when you hear uh, a bunch of like big stars that are hip hop and all these kind of, like, oh, I love that guy. See, this song sounds like a ripoff of another song. This is an old country song. Yeah. George Jones did this song back in the So day. he doesn't even write his own stuff. No, he does write stuff. So yeah, this, is a, this is a remake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been remade by millions. Listen to the chorus. It's so good. It's okay. 
we might have him on one, Chad. I don't hate this. But that's because he didn't. It's not really a country song, right? Yes, it's absolutely a country. This is song. a country song. Yeah. Okay. This is the most country thing, really. That's I don't been hate out there it. in a while. It's not awful. Good. Why do you rock Steve Zinsmeister? Zinsmeister? What do you got? This guy. He he looks like you would have nothing in common with him. <laughs> so does Chad. Have you seen Chad? He's got tattoos. <laughs> that is bold. a good point. He looks like a biker. Like well, what would I do? You right. All right, all right. So that's not bad. That's not awful. I don't no. hate that. No. I never heard of him, but okay. Uh, Chris Stapleton. Yeah. He's going to uh, do the national anthem, and then I don't know what Babyface is going to do. I haven't heard America the, America the Beautiful. Thirty years that guy hasn't been in the yeah, spotlight. Really. Anyway, okay. I um, bet you these two guys don't have classified documents. <laughs> hey, guess who's got classified documents in their garage? Sources told ABC News documents with classified markings found at former Vice President Pence's Indiana home. Oh God! Does Mother know about this? Been turned. <laughs> over to the FBI for review. We're- Mother. Mother, where did we get those? Mother, did you hide those classified files? Because now, what are they doing? Are they sending... Are, are, how is the... It is easier to this find... This crazy. Uh, it's harder to find the person who hasn't taken stuff home. I think you're right. So first Trump, then Biden, now we got Pence. I wonder what Clinton's got. <laughs> What's one? Because the other one, she, 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 don't worry about her. No, she Bill. Took care of I'm thinking Bill. Bill. Bill's like, oh, man, I got all kinds of stuff. Well, Mostly just does. girls' phone numbers. Yeah, you know that's what, I'm what it about. is. <laughs> black books that this girl's hot. <laughs> this girl's the old, uh, the old uh, Chick-fil-A. She was cute. Gosh. We're told a lawyer for Pence conducted a proactive search. And- oh, it was a proactive search. Yeah. Why would you they're proactively all going through search? Their stuff. I bet you Obama, W, they're all going through stuff. And they're probably going, you know, what do we have at the library? Can I just, th- let me just say this. If you did a proactive search, why aren't you just putting it in the shredder? Why are you calling people? Put it in the shredder and move on. It's like people like getting caught with this stuff now. Well, no, you know what it is? It's very hip to come forward and say, I found it and I'm giving uh, it up. Uh, you know, putting it in the shredder is like a felony, isn't it? Yeah. If you oh, get like, caught doing that, but right now everybody's getting caught having them and nobody's no. getting in trouble. It would be weirder if like we looked at somebody's house and he doesn't have a thing. <laughs> right. You know, he's got, got a dozen documents. Dick Cheney. <laughs> marked as classified. In November, Pence told ABC's David Muir he did not take any classified documents as he left office. Did you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I did not. The left- <laughs> Does he even know? I don't know. Do any of these people know who packed what? Honest to God, do you care at all? I don't care that Trump or... Uh, no, I it, doesn't, care. it doesn't make... You, uh, you don't, don't get it off work tomorrow. There's no... Don't uh, change hey, my life. Yeah, there's no 10 cents off your gas. You're right. You didn't get a raise at work because of this. I think what people want is treat everybody fairly. But uh, also, it just shows you just... First of all, we overclassify everything. You know, some of that stuff that, that uh, uh, President Biden had was when he was a senator in, like, the 80s. Right. Yeah. Like, if you're just now missing this, I think we got a problem. It's right next to his Babyface album. Oh, that's right. Babyface. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Pulled that one out, huh? Well, uh, next up, Belle Biv DeVoe. You know who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I like Belle Biv DeVoe. New edition's going to be singing the national anthem. You know, you know who cares today about Mike Pence having this stuff in his house? Democrats. They just no, like I don't to even think they care about. They that. like to bag I, I, on him, and I, it's the other way around too. You know who likes that Joe Biden has stuff in his house? Republicans, just so they could bag on. This him. is very much a 
a, a situation where it's great for the myopic world of the DC Beltway. The average person goes, I think they probably all have stuff. We're moving on with their life. I don't care. Now, if you got, here's my thing. If you found somebody who was an underling to several of these people and they had stuff, that's a little more worrisome because that's the kind of person that goes, he was not writing a book and who is maybe doing something nefarious. But these guys and gals, good God. All right. Who's next? Who do you think? Let's see here. All of them, right? Yeah, Obama's them. next. Yeah. Obama, Bush, right. W. I mean, right. you know, Carter. You he's know, not, yeah, he's yeah. got. I mean, he's... really, it's like, I mean, are we gonna, you know, are we gonna go, you know, Bush forty five? Are we gonna have an investigation Ford? on? Are we gonna go back and look at all the stuff they've got in their <laughs> libraries? Which I'm sure they got a bunch of top secret stuff yeah. stashed away in some of those libraries that uh, nobody's seen. Yeah. Uh, just move on with your life. It's not hurting you. It's not hurting anybody. These aren't secrets that are being stolen. Trump's not selling secrets to China. Here's the issue um, I think that some people have. Yeah. What about all of those other people, though, that are like, you know, it, working in the State Department and got caught with secrets and that they weren't selling and they didn't do, but they're sitting in jail or they got prosecuted. And why do these politicians get to wander away scot-free? That's a great point. That's that's, that's more point. of an issue yeah. than, you know, I mean, how many times have we been hacked our national security? That's a bigger issue. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, you've heard of the uh, glass ceiling. Yeah. Well, what is the paper ceiling? It's a Gatos and Chad show. Hey, remember yesterday we were telling you that uh, in January the border looks a lot better. I know how weird that sounds because the border's been a mess. But uh, the president did make a move that seems to be working. Um, But I want to know from the man himself in Yuma. So the mayor of Yuma will join us at 3. And daily border encounters have dropped by more than half this month after just one move by the president. Um, so does the mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols, does he agree? Is it is is the border better than it was a month ago? That's at 305. Let's find out from the man himself. How who, long do you give it? You can't just say, oh, it's been two weeks. This thing's totally working. Um, like, I, wouldn't you wouldn't you have to have a, a sense of, OK, uh, a little bit longer test? Well, I mean, I just I just go over the facts. Yeah. What does it say over the last three weeks? And the, the numbers look better. So that tells me that the policy is working. Uh, but again, is it going to work for three weeks? And then we go right back. I don't know. Are the gotaways up? Oh, I have to, yeah, 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 there's some things I would. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Are people going to stop showing up at the border claiming asylum and they're going to just sneak in? That can happen, too. Absolutely. OK, so uh, so again, has it been two or three weeks of the border being better? Yes. Does, is it sustainable? I don't know. So three oh five. Follow through matters. Yeah, let's talk with uh let's talk with the mayor of Yuma. Uh paper ceiling. I've heard of the glass ceiling, you've heard of a lot of different ceilings. This one's the paper ceiling, which is people who don't have degrees. Uh I think uh, people that don't have to what? Degrees. You know, you don't have a degree in something. <laughs> I you, you know, but you don't have a degree in something. I thought you said like, people that don't have to grease. Yeah, well maybe they don't. I don't know. But I, I think what we're finding out is two things. First, uh the paper ceiling is a joke. Uh, doesn't, you know, you can get educations in several different ways. And outside of people, I think, who specialize in lawyers, doctors, things of that nature, I, I think a lot of that stuff is you go to college, you have fun, It's but it's a racket. The amount of money people are spending is insane. Uh, for what? But on the other side of it... You don't it, think college works at all? I think college is good, but do I think college is worth the value you get anymore? No, I don't. I think the college is worth the value you get anymore. A lot of places want that piece of paper if you're going to work for me. So, 
Which doesn't mean you're good. Does it mean you're a great employee? Does it mean you're a good employee? No, it means does it mean you could do your job. It means you get a job. You might get a job before other people. That's what that means. It so means you might get a job before other people. It might, but uh, in some cases, yeah, sure. That they, we're only taking people that are hired. Uh, I mean, only if passed all of these things, have gone to college, done all of this stuff. And at the end of the day, what do you actually get out of? You get people that are hungry. Do you get people you've overlooked a group of people that said, you know what, I'm not going to spend one hundred twenty thousand dollars for a piece of paper, and then ask people if there's any way you can uh, uh, give me, uh, you know, uh, ten thousand extra free dollars as loan forgiveness. Well, I mean, it's true. You go to college for four years. Yeah, you, you you said it. You have fun. You do all that kind of stuff. You learn life lessons. But you're being trained to do a job. What are you, you getting trained to be do? What do you mean? What are you, what, what are you being trained to if do? You if you're to, a doctor or a lawyer or some of those things, you're being trained. You're, you're learning some business classes, absolutely. Okay. But business classes are. I always go back to business class. Go watch. Uh, uh, what was that silly movie uh, with uh, Rodney Dangerfield when he was in college, back to school, and he starts you know riffing on. Okay, this is the way real life works, and so much of that is true. And now what they're doing is they're looking for what they call gateway opportunities for people, which I find to be ridiculous. And the other side of it is uh, the the they're now saying, all right, do you have? Real world experience in a few of these things. Maybe you didn't go to college, but you know what? You've been in this business world for three years. Mm -hmm. Uh, These people are coming out fresh. And you've got actual experience where they have none. That, to me, is worth more than the three or four years of college or five years. So let's let's say you go to two years of college. Okay. All right. You're doing computer science, something like that, right? Your technology, all that kind of stuff. All right. You drop out. Um, Maybe you find a job. And Maybe you start in. Facebook. Uh, not everybody's going to start Facebook, Chad. No, but <laughs> None, maybe you do. But but you know, there's there's really only one of those guys. But anyway, you get you get a couple of years of college. You find a job that was within your wanted degree. You're a programmer. Yeah, and you start at the bottom. Hey, man, if you're good, you can really go to the top. There's no question about hey, it. Hey, programmers out. My uh, the best programmers I know. Mm-hmm. They went to college, if they did, for a year or two, but they learned programming all on their own. Yeah. Because it's very much a touch-feel, having an understanding but, of stuff. But I, uh, Getting I, a degree, it sounds, oh, my God, I got a degree, but... Now getting a degree tells me you finished something. There was a starting point, and you finished it. Not getting a degree, my first question is, why didn't you finish? Because that's really, to me, what a degree is about. Can you start something, and can you finish it, and can you stick with it? My, my thing is, I'm looking at you and saying, are you good enough for this gig? Because when I was in the financial industry, we wouldn't hire somebody who had a degree to do sales. Okay. Our traders, some of them had degrees, but a lot of them didn't. But we hired people who were hungry. That's because good. we noticed a lot of people that had degrees, they weren't as hungry as the people that weren't. And when it comes to programming... You can have a degree and be hungry. You can. You absolutely if can. If you go to four years of college and you've stuck it out, and you, you, you're pretty hungry. <laughs> you don't know if you're pretty hungry. I'm Have thinking, you met a lot of the younger people in the world? We're lucky because we work with some really good younger people. There's a lot of people out there that aren't as hungry as I think people think they are. I think or if you want them to be college, my guess is, you know, you're going to you're going to be hungry because you've you've you started something, you finished something and you don't want it all to go down the toilet. You've done four years, at least four years. You want something uh, like a job that's going to pay you and make some decent money. And that's why you went to college. So I, I wouldn't, uh, 
Look, it just, I, just sounded like you said, like, well, you went to college for four years, you're not that hungry. Well, no, I just no, here's the thing. College is great for some people. It's not for everybody. Uh-huh. There's a group that we, we have an elitist group of people in this country. Where I think college is the only thing, and we've pushed everybody to go to college when, you know what, not everybody is college material. <laughs> and we, we got away from, you know, uh, the trades for a long time. That was a huge thing. And how many people do you know now are like, man, my kid's gone to, you know, he, he went into the trades. He's making more money than all his friends. And he doesn't have a million dollars in debt. Yeah. You have a lot of people who are programmers. You know, you're, tw- you're 18 and you, there are kids who are programmed out of the world. Funny thing is places like Google, a lot of those underlings are all, you know, they went to Stanford and all these things and they got great degrees. But a lot of their higher ups or guys that were just crazy programmers or live inside mm. just Rick Mountain Dew all day and, you know, weigh 300 <laughs> pounds and have a weird beard. But uh, they never saw the inside of anything. So you can be both great and go to college and you can not go to college. But mm. getting through and getting the opportunity is one of those things. Because people without degrees in some way are treated the way that some people used to treat, you know, people who have criminal past. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't have a degree. You can't come in here. I wouldn't say you can't come in here. I would just ask, why didn't you finish? That's just Or me. why didn't you go? Yeah. Or why didn't you go to college? So, opportunities for workers with or without degrees? Rising. Pretty interesting. Coming up next, a new study tells us how long a human being can go without their cell phone. This is pathetic. Yeah. Wait until you hear the, wait until you hear the minutes, okay? It's Gatos and Chad's show. Yeah. yeah. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad's show. It's a new study out. And uh, adults can only go without their uh, cell phone and TV for just five hours. <laughs> I guess we know how to defeat the West. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, years ago, I could have said, you know, I could leave my cell phone. And I really don't care. Uh, and I'd be fine. And I don't think so anymore. I mean, I'm to the point where, like, you know, if I'm watching, like, a game, and it's a, if I'm watching football, right? Okay. And it's a commercial, uh, I, I go and see what people are saying on Twitter about the game. Or, or I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to watch the commercial. I want to watch my phone. Or I want to watch the game and my yeah. phone at the same time. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, man, five hours? I mean, if you were to ask me, can you do five hours without your phone? I'd say, yeah, but I don't want to. Yeah. Like, we have a four-hour show. I could put my phone right here. I could take my phone and put it in the office and not look at it, and I'd be okay. Yeah. But that's because I'm working. Yeah. Right? If I'm watching a game or something, you know, I, I want to have it. It's it, This this thing is, I'm sorry, it's attached to us now. It is. It is. And it's not a phone, by the two. way. Stop, stop using the word look phone. At, look, I do have got two. two phones over there. Yeah. Stop using the word phone because it's not a phone. It's a computer. It's a computer. Right. It happens to make phone calls. <laughs> it happens to take pictures. <laughs> but the reality is it is strictly a computer. Right. It is everything. How many of us are watching Netflix or TV and you're like, oh, I like that actor. I wonder what he or she's been. It looks familiar. Right. So you go on there. And you, Google. and you Google it. Right. Next thing you know, you go down a rabbit hole and you're somewhere else and you're over here. Yeah, we can't give it up. And and But if we had to, we could. Uh, See, the thing is, yeah. how long could I go without it? I could go without it forever. How long? Yeah, but you wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be happy. I think, I think you eventually you would. The only thing I think is as, as, as a parent, having access to your kids or something like that that's a lot easier but how many of us would be excited not to uh uh you know have to listen from people 24/7 right, yeah. not have you know i mean i think you get away from that plus you if you have a computer at home 
a vast majority of what goes on there, if you have a, you know, your iPad or, or a laptop or whatever, that you could still do on the computer home if necessary. Right. Uh, so what it looks like is if you were going to go without your phone or TV, we can only do it for five hours. Do you die after five hours? Like, what happens? I think you have to find something to do. Like, it's, I'll give you an example. Like, say you want to. You mean you have to read a book? You can do that on your phone. I know, but right. you'd have to pick one up where there's where there's not moving things or, you know, it's like it's just a paper and a page. Uh, and I, I know, man. I know. Here's here's an interesting one. Uh, without a phone, more than half would hardly communicate with anybody. Well, how am I supposed to communicate with someone if I don't have a phone? Well, you'd have to do it in person. Well, and how do I get in touch problem. with you? How do I get you to meet me in person if I don't have a phone to tell you meet me in person? That's the problem right now with a, a younger generation. We would adjust rather easily. But if you are 20 mm. and or what do they call it now? Gen Alpha? Like, you know, I haven't Gen, even heard of that. Gen Alpha is like like Charlie's age is Gen Alpha. She's they were four. born with a phone in their hand. Okay. And so you think about that generation. They've only ever known a phone. We're, we've known both. I, re- I remember, hey, get, find it where my friends were. We're simple. I rode down the street on my bike. There was 12 bikes in front of this house. Everybody's here. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I know. And you didn't have to You didn't have to call or text no. and say, I'm on my way. You just go. Yeah. And but you didn't give them the opportunity to go, oh, dude, we're leaving. Sorry yeah. about that. We miss you. Yeah. Not no, how, you're not. I see not. your bikes right there, jerks. <laughs> It's not how it works anymore, man. God, well, that's 12, five hours is mm. it? Well, I think it's interesting. It talks about your phone or TV. Which is now the same thing. Well, it is. Wise, wise man, you're, are you millennial? Is that what you are? Yeah. Millennial. So your generation loves to watch stuff. On their phone. On their phone. Yeah. Netflix. So that's why you guys are going to go blind in like three years. <laughs> but that is their TV as well as anything else. It is. I it do is. not want. I hate watching stuff in my because I hate to. I can't watch a movie where I got to hold something. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to hold something for an hour and a half? <laughs> Wise man. That's the thing is you can do pretty much everything on every device hmm. aside from making phone calls because, like you said, well then how am I going to talk to people on my computer? Well, you could send them an email. You can you still can DM them on them Twitter. If you need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a. You can do almost everything you can do on your phone. You can do with a computer or a but you gaming don't talk device. Talk to people, anyways. We talking was it two weeks ago? That lady charges four hundred bucks an hour to teach millennials how to talk on the phone. No. They don't even use it as a phone. Speaking of technology, uh, you know what I need now? What? I need subtitles on the TV. Oh, you're at that point in your life, the huh? Only oh, way it's to awful. Watch TV. Well, Why? especially if you have more than one person in the house screaming, yelling, talking. Is that what it is, or can I just not hear anything anymore? Like, no, you're I, deaf. I think, I'm not. Yeah, I play the drums you know my whole life. No, I got headphones on my whole old no. day. No, everybody I know, both of my kids yeah. watch TV with subtitles. Oh, good. That it's doesn't become make me... a thing. No, it's just... well, I can't hear what they're saying. What? What is that? What did they I know say? They, I don't know. It sounds like they're mumbling because our speakers aren't as good as they are. And that, I don't have any it. trouble at the movie theater. Hearing every word. Well, that's because it's it's so loud. It is loud. I know, but it's also crisper and clearer in the theater. But at home, it's like, I can't even hear them. Yeah. There's something wrong with my mind. Oh, little Rob Tresman and the New Edition crew right there. Bobby Brown was in this before he killed Whitney Houston. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, he did. Bobby Jr. Can I do the tease now? Yeah, do it. Hey, uh, daily border encounters have dropped by more than half in January. Did Biden fix the border? We'll ask the mayor of Yuma next. She said, oh, yeah.